It's a recruiting episode. We're here with Jason Jordan, the director of basketball recruiting at Sports Illustrated. We're going to talk everything Syracuse basketball recruiting on Locked On Syracuse, and it starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Wednesday morning episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free. We are available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's hop right in to the Syracuse basketball recruiting discussion with Jason Jordan. Jason, thanks so much for being here, by the way. Really appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on for sure. <clears throat> so Syracuse basketball is currently in the midst of what Coach Jim Beheim says is its greatest freshman class of all time. And Syracuse has had some pretty darn good freshman classes in the past, so it's a little bit of, really, Jim, kind of thing? Is he just pumping them up? What's the story? How do you feel about this 2022 class with these guys coming? We've seen one exhibition game so far where it started out a little bit rocky. Of course it did. They're all freshmen, but there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, a lot of talent, a lot of guys who – um do a lot of things well. I, you know, the trend in college basketball now is to, you know, flood the court. I say this all the time. You have to flood, flood the court with playmakers at different positions, a lot of a lot of length and um, a lot of scoring guards who can play interchangeable um, at the different guard positions. But I've always loved Justin Taylor, um, you know, 6'6", uh, six, six, uh, sniper of a shooter. But he does a lot of different things well, can guard a lot of different positions. But I really, I mean, for me, the star of your uh, – of your class is Judah Mintz. Um, and I know they expect a lot out of him this year, but um, he was a guy who I felt was very much underrated, never understood why he, he wasn't cracking. Uh, you know, I mean, he, I think we had him rated the highest uh, in our SI 99. Um, he was in like a top 30 or something like that. But um, yeah, he, he literally dominated everyone that um, he played against every time he played against him. Like he was, he tended to be the best player on the court. You got to remember, you know, he was playing at Oak Hill and he was playing in the NIBC, which is the toughest um, high school basketball conference. And I mean, that's Montverde's there, La Lemire's there, IMG Academy. Um, these, you know, he's playing against traveling all star teams every time he takes the court. And um, he literally, you know, dominated most of the time when he was on the court. So, um, I'm definitely, and I know your staff is expecting a lot out of him. This is six three combo guard, but he'll have the ball in his hands a lot, and you know he'll add a scoring punch. But I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of versatility with Kadir and you know Malik Brown and uh, I think Peter Carey uh, in your class. But um, I, the best ever, okay, cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> all right, we'll go with that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think y'all had a couple good classes, but you know, hey man, you know, whatever you think, you know, whatever you think, there, Jimmy. 
so you you sort of go when you're Syracuse from this gigantic class of so many names and so many possible contributors to you take that step forward to the 23 class, which is still blank at this point. Uh, you got close with with guys like Reed Ducharme and uh, JP Estrella, who both ended up going elsewhere. How concerning is no names in the class of 23? Is it something where you know you've got such a big 22 class and you can just attack the transfer portal, or should there be a lot of concern with the fact that there's no names in this 23 class right now? There should be some concern, you know, um, because the reality is, I tell you, um, I know that. <laughs> I know that uh, Jim retiring is is a strike against you guys um, because there's so much unknown there. And so I'll tell you that I know for a fact that schools are just they are just they're just railing on that. You know, like that that the uncertainty there is um, is definitely being brought up on those Zooms <laughs> and on those phone calls and not in text messages because we don't leave a paper trail. But um, that is absolutely the conversation that um, a lot of recruits are getting. Now, they won't say that outwardly. I mean, they'll say it in the when the recorder's off and mom will say it when we talk. And, you know, I don't know, you know, I've been told this and that and that and this. But that that has definitely contributed to the, the goose egg in 23. And, you know, so it's some of that. So there's concern that now we live in a new world in college basketball where, you know, um, you most staffs are holding out two to three spots for the portal, you know, and I tell you, when I was at Peach Jam, a lot of the coaches were like, man, you better tell them guys that ain't no, all these big classes. And, you know, that's going to be a thing of the past. We, we, you know, we're holding out spots. So if they want, you know, want a spot, you might want to go ahead and grab that, that offer, you know, and I know that that's good until something happens. I don't see nothing happening no time soon with the portal and transferring and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, they gave them what 15 more days uh, next year to <laughs> decide if they want to transfer. So, uh, I, I think that will just get worse. There will obviously there will be more kids in the portal next year with 15 more days to decide. Um, and so your staff, I'm sure, is holding out at least two spots, two to three, and you're going to have to at this point grab some transfer guys. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's concerning. But you know, people are winning in the in the portal now. People are winning out there in the portal. So um, that's something. You know, it's a new world we live in, and we're all learning that on the fly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I kind of assumed that that's how it was going with the Bayheim thing, but I'm glad you confirmed that. Oh yeah. Um, we talked oh, to yeah. we had JP Estrella on the pod a couple okay. of times, and and both times we asked him. What does Jim tell you about whether or not he's going to leave? Uh, and he said that Jim continually says he'll be there as long as his players, his the incoming players are there, which I don't know if I believe, but and I don't know if J.P. Estrella did either. Maybe that's why he picked Tennessee. Uh, but, hey, that's kind of the, the, the dice that recruits have to roll now with Syracuse and the impact of Bayheim's potential departure. Uh, yeah. But let's look forward to the 24 class for a second. Uh, Elliot Cado just put out his twenty or his top six, yeah. Uh, for school, Syracuse makes it. Do you think they have a chance with this kid? He's the number one rated point guard. He's an animal. He's a five star. Do they have a chance? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at his list. I mean, you know, Carolina's heavy there. Kansas is heavy there. And uh, you know, you look at them. You're like, oh man, we don't. Uh, for his stature, we might not have a shot, right? But 
he's different. Like he, you know, he's a different type of kid. Like he's not like a typical um, five star kid. Like where he's ego egomaniac. He's all about the marketing. He's not. He's not like that. Um, and I do know. I've talked to him. Did a story on him in the last few weeks. And um, I know it means a lot to him that you guys were there early. Um, and that that means that meant a lot to him. And so, I, you know, I don't think he set a date for a visit yet. Am I right? Um, I'm not sure. When we talked, he didn't. I know he's already visited Carolina, Texas Tech. I, I, I'll bring it full circle when I say he's not like most kids. You know who his his his, his dream school was growing up? What was it? Do you know this? Texas Tech. Hmm. I mean, respectfully, who's a Texas Tech dream? <laughs> respectfully, Maybe you like know, like, Fuller, who knows? How many kids you heard about? Was I've heard Syracuse the dream off of true story. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard Duke for sure. I've heard Carolina, whatever. You know, mostly it's blue bloods. He said Texas Tech, man, Texas Tech. Wow, <laughs> I've never heard that before. But he said he only got into college basketball in 2019 uh, when they made that, you know, that big Final Four run. But so you know that shows you right there he's not a normal kid um, in a good way. But do they have a chance? I think it's going to go the distance. I, you know, he said that he's going to stay in 24. But him, you know, I'm always a little side eye on a 24 kid who is at his level, who um, could potentially reclass, um, staying in 24. Now, he told me he was staying in 24. But somebody who's, like, moving through, the pro- moving it along, you know, I'm always like, eh, are you? I mean, why would you? If at this point, why would you? You know, your, your legend is growing. And, you, and there are opportunities for you to step in at all these schools that you're um, that are in top six. You can step in there and make an impact from day one. So you know, we'll see. I, but I don't think this this is over during his season. So now his season is here. So I okay. think you know. And again, if he sets the the official uh, to answer your question the long the long way, if he sets the official. I think your chance, obviously, your chances go up. But now, if he doesn't set the official, and he, we're still, I'm working on a date <laughs> in a month, then I'm like, come on, bro, come on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I got you. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we will continue. Uh, this one brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you do that, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, back here, Matt Bonaparte, Noah Valentine with Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated Basketball Recruiting. He is the director of such. He's the man. Uh, let's go from one 2024 to another. Jaleel Bethay, who just came off 
a visit from Syracuse. He's a four-star shooting guard, 6'4". He says that they treated him like family there, which is something that I feel like you often hear about a recruiting trip. I've never seen a recruiting trip go so poorly. We're like, they hated me. Um, so, uh, Jaleel Bethay, what do you got on him? Yeah, so um, Sniper, 6'4", great size. But, you know, I could get into particulars. But at the end of the day, he's going to be on the court because he's knocking out shots, you know. At Pete, uh, big summer uh, with team final in the Nike EYBL. But the biggest thing is that Pete Jam, he shot 46. For, everybody talks about this. He shot 46% from three. And he doesn't hug the line. Wow. He's like Harry range on that three-point shot. So um, cool. just a sniper. I mean, he can get to the rim and, you know, he can maneuver and create sometimes. But he's at his best when he's hunting and launching shots. And so um, that's where he's going to earn his money, earn his time. Um, but also a high IQ guy. So he rarely takes bad shots, which is different for a volume shooter. Um, so that's, I think, what makes him special, kind of what makes him stand out. Um, and he really moves extremely well without the ball, like you would expect a shooter to. But uh, honestly, these days, these kids just stand around and <laughs> they wait to be open. It's always interesting to me. But, um, yeah, he's a big guy to get on campus. Um, I'm with you. I've, I, now, I have heard some official visits go a little left. I, I have, you know, I was talking about this earlier. Jabari, we were talking about Jabari Parker at Duke. And a lot of people don't know that um, he ended up, obviously, we know he picked Duke. But um, on the, he said the Duke official was his worst official. Really? By far his worst official. Yeah, he wow. outward, he told me that back then. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, obviously, you told me after you picked them, right? So, but uh, yeah, they can go left. Um, but yeah, um, sounds like that one did not go left. So that's good for you guys. When sort of, I guess you have a lot more conversations with with players or recruits at this point than than we are here. In terms of, and this is just to throw you on the spot a little bit. In terms of the Syracuse thoughts and when they come from players. What is the the vibe from players about Syracuse outside of maybe Bayheim conversations as a whole? Well, it's always very prestigious. I'll say uh, whenever I hear about a Syracuse offer, there is excitement. There there is that excitement. You know what I'm saying? Like it. I mean, I won't name a school, but let's just say. Oh, so who who? Oh, oh yeah, man. Somebody like a kid will call me and be like, "Yeah, you know, we picked up an offer from. I'm not even going to do that. School X, right?" And that's be like, yeah, school X offer me, right? And so I'm always like, okay, but you know, it, but a blue blood or something like that. Oh yeah, hey, Duke offer me, um, Kansas offer me. Yo, Bayheim called me, like Jim Bayheim. Yeah, that that's still a thing, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's still a thing. Um, Y'all still have that prestige with recruits. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that he's like they treated me like family, you know. I was at it. I saw the thing where I was at his house, met his family, met his dog, you know, like, you know, so that because he's a he's a celebrity by and large, you know, for all intents and purposes. You yeah, know, we don't, you know, with with the other dinosaurs leaving. Shout out the, uh, you know, sorry, Jim, I'm not saying you're old, but he's he older, is. right? Uh, he's yeah. seasoned. We'll call him season. But um, he's got like that rock star thing because the other dinosaurs left you know a lot of them left a lot of his friends left um so yeah there's definitely still that awe in the in the syracuse offer 
Well, that's good news. I'll tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> um, yeah, they're I talking mean, about. You got to close them. You got to close. That's what it is. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think football is feeling that too. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Adam Weitzman and his million dollar offer to one uh, basketball player and one football player for in terms of the NIL space. It's very, you know, gray area on how to phrase these kinds of things. <laughs> but what is your take on that? Do you think that's going to attract players or it's going to fizzle out? I mean, I feel like it's hard to turn down a million bucks, but at the same time, very weird space. 100% that will attract players. 100%. Because here's the thing. You know, I see, and I had this conversation last week, but, you know, you see all these, Oh, he's got a $300,000 valuation. This kid has this valuation. He should earn this. It's like, what are you basing that off? Because I can tell you, they're not getting that money. They're not getting that. They're not. I know them. I know their parents. And I know the frustration of their parents. I've had these conversations a lot. I know the parents are like, yeah, we were told this number. And we ain't got even remotely close to this number. And that's a problem. And I'm telling you right now, um, there are some unhappy players. There are some unhappy parents because they're believing this crap that these, you know, they're not getting that money. They're not. It, some of them are. But once again, it's always you always look at like the top tier and you're like, oh, I could be that. Well, you're not going to be that. You know, like you're not unless you are that like you better be uh, you better be Elliot Cadeau. You better be DJ Wagner. You better be Derek Lively last. You know, you better be that. But if not, you're not getting that money. I mean, it, the drop off from the guys that are getting it and the guys that, you know, that the middle, <laughs> it's a it's like a steep drop. You know, they're getting money, but they're not. It's not like. Yeah, forget the NBA. I, I'm getting this NIL money. No, not by and large. Um, so, will it attract 100%? I did it. I, and, and, you know, that's the world we live in now. Like, we can say that. And, you know, I know they're not supposed to, you know, technically give them, uh, you know, say it's for a recruit that is not signed. You know, that's always funny. Um, yeah, I know, think their, uh, I yeah. think their terminology was the, it is uh, for a player to come work for Weitzman's company in Syracuse and oh, whether wow. they choose to play for the basketball team is up to them. Hey, yeah. I, and I, Hey, you know, that's the world. Like uh, Mike Boynton told me at Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state head coach Mike Boynton. He was like, look, it's, they try and frame it like it's a rule, but it's only a rule if you enforce it. If it's, if you're not going to enforce it, it's just a suggestion. Hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Don't, don't do that guys. I'm going to tell. Oh, you're going to do something? No. Okay. Well, then get, let me drop this money, you know? So at the end of the day, um, they're going to keep doing it. They are still doing it. And I'm not mad at that because if you're not going to do anything, then we got to get these players. And so I just, I, you know, I said, I, we, I did this a couple months ago. I said, well, look, since that's the new rule and that's the world we live in to your point about your guy, and this this is why I'm not mad at that. I said, well, that's where we live in. Cool. Okay. So then HBCUs have prestigious alumni. So Diddy went to Howard University, right? I said this on film. <laughs> when is Diddy going to cut the check? <laughs> when is he going to cut the check? And do you know what Diddy did a month later? I'm not saying it was because of me. 
I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it. But when he was honored, I believe it was at the BET Honors Awards, that's when he dropped a million dollars to Howard. That's a fact. Yeah. We got dates on these things. That was in June. <laughs> you know, and then he dropped another million to Deion Sanders. I, I, I you know, did, I, I mean, if, if there's a finder's fee, I'm not mad at that either. You know, <laughs> but, you know, if these are the rules we're playing by, then, hey, let's let the floodgates open. I got one more follow up on that. Um, I guess because I'm curious, how do you think it works within not getting in trouble for Weitzman and the coaching staffs? Because obviously Jim Beheim and Dino Babers are probably pumped to hear that, but they can't go out and like say that. Um, and how, what if Weitzman offers the guy money that the coaches don't necessarily want and, and vice versa? How does that work? And then is this just falling into a trap of getting caught by the NCAA for some kind of tampering scandal? Syracuse has already gotten hit with mega sanctions before, and that caused them to, to flounder. Yeah. I feel like there is a potential disaster looming. Well, that's, I mean, that's across the board. Everybody, every school has that fear, right? But at the end of the day, the NCAA ain't doing nothing. They're not doing, and the coaches are pissed. Like, you know, they're, they're happy. Well, they're pissed because they're not getting your guys saying, I'm going to drop a million. Now, they would not be pissed if it was them having the donor drop in the milli, right? But um, will there be – will heads roll in the future? I, you know, it's going to – they're going to have to roll a lot of them. They're going to have to roll a lot. And, you know, it's funny you say, well, what if the coaches don't want – well, we know that your guy – what's his name? Whitesman. Weissman. We know Weissman doesn't talk to the coaches about this stuff. I mean, he would never. I mean, your staff <laughs> would never have a conversation with this guy about a five-star point guard that they really love, like Elliot Cadeau. I'm not I'm not saying Elliot's taking money, but I'm just saying, for example, they wouldn't say Elliot. I mean, well, that would be against the rules, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody does that, right? <laughs> so I don't – but let's just say I just don't think that he would do something that they weren't okay with. And maybe they're just, you know, locked in mentally and they just know it. Yeah, sure. You know, they have we'll telepathic conversations. Yeah, I'll right, take we'll one more that. one more quick break and then we have time for maybe one more question. Yeah. Uh, this one brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for football and the start of the new basketball season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Owen. We got one more. What do you got? He's so we have seen. Yeah, I do it all the time. We have seen this uh, this last sort of five year stretch from Syracuse in terms of recruiting uh, struggle in terms of what we got used to, uh, especially around the like the late two thousands, early twenty tens, and then as we just talked about with the sanctions, it sort of dipped. And this year in twenty two seems a bit back to normal. So I'm just wondering, like your from your perspective, sort of. The last five years in terms of Syracuse recruiting, and it seems like they were, you know, at the front of and early on with Baisley, you know, not playing college basketball. And it was a recurring thing and just sort of a summary of their last five years of recruiting, because it seems like it's taken a hit. And it's something that in Syracuse, the people that are on their anti Jim Beheim train love to bring up is his inability to recruit over the last five years. So just maybe your perspective on. Syracuse recruiting as a whole right now to wrap things up. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I think it, over the last five years, I, I like to 
you know, lean into how you finish, right? And so the last two, I mean, you got to give him credit for that, right? Um, totally. So it, but but that's the way his fans are. Like, they're like, it, I'll tell you, it's always like, um, oh, we missed on this five-star kid. We missed on this five-star kid. Oh, we got this three-star kid. And it's like, you know, you can't have a team full of five-star players, right? Like, you need guys that are going to stay there. You need glue guys. You need guys that are cool with their role. Um but, you know, you could – like, your 22 class is a top 25 class. But then fans want a top 15 class. And then if you get a 15 class. But why don't we have top five? We're Syracuse. And then that guy Jason said that there's prestige in our offer, right? So so now why aren't we the number one class? So you're never – that. what I'm saying. You're never – You're never. You're describing gonna, this fan base really well uh, right now. You're never going to – sad fans are loony tunes, like, respectfully. Love you guys. But they're they're crazy. Like they, you're never gonna satisfy these guys, man. And it, you know, I think you know, if you're 23, if you had landed a couple 23 guys, then you wouldn't. Re- they would be like, oh, we're building on the momentum, right? But because you're going drawing a group, and I mean, that's we talked about how it was a little concerning. But when you, but we have to throw the caveat of the portal in and say, hey, are you gonna say that if we get? Because now we have top 25 rankings for portal guys. That's crazy. And yeah. we do it too. I mean, we rank them. I'm saying we're crazy too. But if you get two of the top five portal guys, you're going to be like, oh my God, well, he's a genius. He knew that we needed experience. And so he waited. You know, I mean, so, you know, over the last, you, the last two classes have been good. You've been, you've gotten talented players in the last two classes. And I think, I know that they're going to grab talented players out of the portal. And, um, I think that will turn you watch your fans in April. Watch them. Watch All right. Them. I'll keep my eye awesome. On. Jason yeah. Jordan. Thank you so much. We appreciate you for being on the pod today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, thank you for making lockdown Syracuse. Your first listen for your next listen. Check out the lockdown sports today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever You get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine, and we will see you tomorrow.